This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Entertaining and informative. Boy, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Nine twenty-six on your Valentine's Day as Wednesday morning. So this is the big one, folks. Yes, the special election took place yesterday. Tom Swazi wins. He beats Mozzie Pillup, and I get a lot of texts from a lot of very unhappy Republicans, not just on Long Island, but Staten Island, Brooklyn, New Jersey, who say the same thing. Why did they remove George Santos? Even Andrew Giuliani who has referred to Santos as everything from a criminal to a scumbag, <laughs> spent the whole segment basically defending Santos in saying the guy never got his due time. You don't just remove him without letting him go through the process defending George Santos. So with that said, here he is, George Santos. George, good morning, pal. How are you? Good morning, Sid. It, it, it's great to be here with you, and it's great to see, you know, I, I'm going to start off by saying I will thank Andrew Giuliani for being sensible enough to recognize that what happened was wrong, right? We can have our bickering. Look, I, I don't dislike Andrew. It's just he wants to come after me. I'll go after him. But here's my message to the audience. You guys miss me yet? Because the reality <laughs> is – Y'all, t- everybody was happy and excited from Joe Cairo to Anthony Disposito to Nick Lota. They went to Washington, D.C., gave absolute assurance to the Republicans in D.C. that this would be a no-brainer for them. Don't worry. We got it. We just need him out because Joe Cairo convinced every single New York Republican that they were going to be dead on arrival if I stayed and ran for reelection. Well, you know what? This is what happens when the will of the people is canceled, when the will of the people is ignored. Party leaders need to stop thinking that they know best. Yesterday, we saw something very clear. The turnout of the Republican base was anemic. The Republican base was disrespected. Their votes were canceled. And this is what happens when you do that to voters. I have no pride. I am not happy we lost the seat. I was not, I was not rooting against Mozzie. Mozzie is a, a mother of seven, an amazing human being with a great story. Now her kids are going to have to face the backlash of this. Uh, now she's going to have to face the backlash of this. This isn't going to be easy for her. This is a woman who didn't have an easy life to begin with. We just went ahead and made it more difficult because party bosses thought they knew better than the electorate. Some of them will say, George, though, that uh, even if you survive this, that uh, in the upcoming elections, okay, that the Democrats were going to use you. You were going to be the tool. Look at these Republicans are leaving this guy in there, and look what he's done, look what he's done. And they thought that maybe that would cost them in future elections. I'm not defending what they did. I'm just telling you what the thought process is. If they leave you there, the Dems will use you as a tool moving forward. Well, Sid, let me give you a little example. The Dems used me as a tool in 2023 during the local election seasons on Long Island. In New York's 3rd Congressional District, not a single Republican incumbent lost their reelection, and we flipped a Nassau County legislative seat 
in the third congressional district from blue to red, a seat that had been held by Drucker for years. We went ahead and won it. Here's the reality. We did not have that issue. George Santos was not synonymous of your bottom line to pay your bills, public safety in the streets or inflation in this country. It has nothing to do with that. And and furthermore, my voting record is a conservative voting record. Yes. Democrats can scream from the top of the highest hills in the world, but they're never going to be able to change my voting record. And guess what? My voting record represented my district. I vote for every environmental initiative I could that would benefit the quality of drinking water in NY3, the quality of filtration of water in NY3. But I also voted for every conservative fiscal measure because in New York's third congressional district, we have a voter base who is intelligent, who understands that if we do not turn around course, that $34 trillion in debt will easily become 40, 50, 60, and their kids are done. So this is exactly why I don't think they were reading the tea leaves. They were bothered. They didn't like the fact, oh, this is George Santos. He's an albatross. But I didn't hear a single person's reelection in 2023. So I call foul play on any <laughs> any conspiracy that they have for yeah. 2024. So let me ask you this. Are you, now that the Republicans lost, and um, you may not be gloating today. I think you are for real, somewhere down deep. I think you're being very nice, but I think you are. Uh, not because you're a bad guy, but that's human nature. Look, you got rid of me, now you're effing lost. Screw you. Uh, but now, are you considering a run come November? Look, Sid, here's the deal. For me to run in November, it would be almost impossible, and I'll tell you why. I would go up against the the Democrat establishment, the Republican establishment, and Jerry Kassar, the conservative chairman, who has vowed that he he would do everything in his life and power to make sure that I've never held public office again. So the reality is I need a fortune. I need also <laughs> to overcome all my shortcomings. Yeah. And then I'd also need to, to, to realize Tom Swazi is a formidable opponent. I ran against him before. I'm not going to say I'm not gloating. I'm not gloating because I'm happy we lost. But there's a side of me, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm not going to lie to your listeners, that's ecstatic to see the arrogance of Nick LaLota and Anthony D'Esposito and Mike Lawler and Andrew Garbarino blow up in their face. Peter King's three months of attacking me. I mean, guys, I thought you all knew better than the people. What happened? The MAGA base didn't turn out. Nope. When you offend MAGA Republicans, MAGA Republicans leave you. They abandon you. And that's the problem. They ignore the fact that we have a very large MAGA Republican base in Massapequa, in Levittown, in Whitestone, and none of them came out. They didn't come out. Right. So so do you think then, and when you're talking about MAGA, had these discussions with Rudy yesterday, Andrew today, and others, and uh, I even asked Mozzie, she was on this show yesterday, on Election Day, I said, just make this clear for me, because initially uh, you're on record saying that if Donald Trump is indicted, you wouldn't necessarily run to endorse him. Yesterday she kind of changed that tune. But do you think what really hurt her more was the fact that she did not endorse Trump as heavily as she should, like you said, the MAGA voters, or that even as late as yesterday she was still a registered Democrat? I told you on your show weeks ago that her being a registered Democrat was a problem. Peter King said I was a psychopath. 
on your show. That's well, well, it, well, it could, could be both, George. And I love you. Well, uh, well, sure. <laughs> I could be a psychopath in, in Peter King's eyes, but Peter King, Peter King is spineless and didn't even want to admit to the American people and to the voters in the third district that that was a problem. I mean, you can't take a super conservative member out and try to replace him by a registered Democrat. Yeah. It doesn't work, Sid. Yeah. No, I think you're right. You know, I had Anthony D'Esposito on this morning. He was on the plane, literally, George, on his way to a D.C., flying to D.C., and unprovoked, unprovoked, because I was going to ask him anyway, but unprovoked, he goes, let me just say this, I do not regret, and I like Anthony, I do not regret getting rid of Santos. So if you're looking for those guys today to say, well, maybe we screwed up, at least in D'Esposito's case, quote, I don't regret having Santos removed. Oh, he's going to regret when he loses in November, though. Now, why do you say that? Why why is he going to lose in November? He's he's dead on arrival. Look at exactly what they did. I wouldn't be surprised if Kathleen Rice is sitting somewhere saying, I want my seat back. (laughs) Let's just be honest. The sentiment is different. Look, it didn't work. They're going to get redistricted. I Look, Sid, I mean this with no ill faith. I mean this with no harm. Anthony D'Esposito, Nick LaLota, Andrew Garbarino, Mike Lawler owe the Republican Party $10 million. And they need to go pay up because that $10 million is going to cost seats all across the uh, country. Stop right there. Well, what do you mean they owe the Republican Party $10 million? Housing me from Congress, it costs the Republican donors across this country – $10 million. That's what was spent on this race on our side. $10 million on an election year with the presidential candidate and with the House being the most important thing to keep. They went ahead and made the Republican Party blow $10 million because of their futile hate for me. They couldn't stand the fact that my voting record was compared to those theirs constantly. They couldn't stand the fact that I won this seat. Handedly, I didn't win this seat like Anthony did, biting my nails, or Mike Lawler did with half of a point, or Brandon Williams with one point. One for eight and a half points. And to see this seat swing right back and Mozzie lose it by nine and a half points shows me they didn't even do the bare minimum in Queens. She couldn't break 40% in Queens. Vicky Palladino is elected in this district in Queens, and she couldn't break 40%. In the Queens portion, she went there once for a dog and pony show at the Whitestone Republican Club. Whatever happened to her going to Belrose? That's where Creedmoor is. To lose NY3 and not break 40 percent. She needed at least 45, 46 in Queens. I got 49. I lost Queens, but I, I, I gave it a damn run for my money. She needed to be more competitive in Queens. But Nassau County, as always... They don't believe in the Queens portion. They think they can make it up in Nassau. You can. You really can. You make. You can make up those votes in Massapequa, Levittown, Oyster Bay. The problem is you can't disrespect MAGA because they will not turn out. They're tired of being sold a bad bill of goods, and they're tired of seeing Donald Trump get backstabbed by politicians. So this is it. I mean, we can dissect this analysis in 300 different ways, but the reality is a registered Democrat running on a Republican line to replace the most conservative member of the New York delegation was the worst decision somebody could have ever made. Sapricone could have beat him, even though Sapricone donated $40,000 to Swazi. That's my take. I like Sapricone. At least he's a conservative. Yeah, no, and a former, that we know. And a former cop, too. So uh, last one on this, and then I'll let you run. Thank you for doing this this morning, George. As Absolutely. always. So um, 
you look at what has happened on the island going back to 22 when you and uh, and uh, the Esposito both won. Of course, Molinaro and Lawler also won. We've got Bruce, the Nassau County Executive. Now we've got Eddie, the Suffolk County Executive. So it has certainly gone red. This win for Swazi yesterday, is that just, uh, you know, one thing, an anomaly he wants, or do you think now that this could maybe start to turn the tide? Of course it starts turning the tide. You bring back a household name like Tom Swazi in a strong red uh, stronghold. Now it starts weakening the foundations of the Republicans that are elected all across Long Island. And, it, and this is a colossal failure on Joe Cairo's side. And I'm going to say this here for your audience, and I want to start it very clear. Joe Cairo, the chairman of Nassau County, is squarely to blame for this because it was his ambition to get me ousted that caused this. And I think he should resign for costing us a seat in the U.S. Congress. Do you, do you, think, think, do you think that whether it's Cairo, who you just called out in pretty fierce fashion, or anybody else, do you think that it got too personal? In, 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 it did. Yeah. It did, get, it did get too personal, and this is what happens when you make politics personal. You end up with mud on your face. This is it. This is it. I believe strongly and solely that Joe Cairo should resign today, apologize to the National Republican base, apologize to the National Republican Congressional Committee, and tell leadership in Congress, I'm sorry, I got too personal, I got arrogant, I thought I had it all, and that it was going to be a no-brainer, and it blew up in his face. In my opinion, Joe Cairo should resign, and I think Anthony Disposito, Nick LaLota, Mark Molinaro, Mike Lawler, and uh, uh, um, Andrew Garbarino should raise $10 million into their campaign and transfer it immediately to the National Party because they owe the Republican base $10 million. And I don't care what their campaign coffers look like. They need to do that. They need to make this right. We lost the seat because of them, because of their decision to get triggered enough by the Democrats that they were taken for fools by the Democrats and carried a bunch of other Republicans with them that now look absolutely stupid. So I believe this is a seat we can take back. It's going to take a lot of effort, but we can take the seat back. The seat is not Democrat. The seat is by no way, shape or form a Democrat seat. Tom Suozzi could be easily beaten, as President Trump said last night on his Truth Social post, and we can do it. But it's not going to be with the head, with with the leadership of Joe Cairo, and not definitely with Anthony Disposito and Nick Lalota and Andrew Garbarino. We need to get Tom Swazi out. We need to flip that seat back. Any thoughts about leaving Long Island after what they did to you? You know, Sid, it's something I toy with a lot, but uh, I don't know. You know, I, yesterday after the result, I got to tell you, hundreds of text messages from folks. I didn't go vote. What they did to you is BS. I, I was perfectly fine with my vote. I was only scheduled to vote again in November. The sheer arrogance that, like, these are, these are really things people are sending me. The sheer arrogance to think that, that they should have voted, that, that, that they should have voted you out and create the special election. And not only that, even in Mozzie Phillips' uh, uh, grassroots groups, there were people saying they should have never kicked out Santos. We had no issues with him. But these guys made it personal. I'll send you the screenshots so you can read it yourself. Within Mozzie Phillips' own grassroots groups, those were the conversations being had last night. People complaining that Mozzie didn't have to do this. Mozzie didn't have a say. Mozzie was being told what to do and that Santo should have never been kicked out. This is the reality. The people were not happy with this. 
This wasn't the will of the people. This was the will of Anthony Desposito, Joe Cairo, and Nick Lalota. George Santos, excellent job, man. Thank you for doing this this morning. Again, uh, I got a lot of those texts on your behalf as well. So and I'm being honest. I'm not blowing smoke up you, but a lot of folks very upset with the way this whole thing went down. And after the loss yesterday, uh, even more upset. So thank you for coming on with me first. Your phone's going to ring all day, but I got George Santos first. So thank you very much, George. Thank you. Thank you, Sid. Good to talk to you, pal. You bet. George Santos, right here on Sitting Friends in the Morning. That's a terrific job. Whether you like him, don't like him, agree, don't agree, we got him.